This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Camelot. Camelot. It's only a model. First, let me welcome in our old friend who just left, I don't know, this week. C.L. Brown is a Winston-Salem guy, but professionally going back to his roots at the Courier Journal of the uh, of the city of Louisville. First of all, uh, I'm sorry you, you're you're leaving. You left, uh, but I know you you're a columnist now. You're big time. So congratulations on that, man. How's it how's it feel? Uh, I'll let you know when I feel settled. Like it's it's such a whirlwind right now. It. it Nothing really seems real, you know, and and I've only written one column. So, uh, you know, although I did already get my first uh, essentially hate mail saying that he wasn't going to read me again. Congratulations for that. You've obviously (laughs) done well so far. I made it. (laughs) So what was the column on? It's your first column back uh, in Louisville. Yeah, just just on on being back. um, I, I. it was less celebratory than I than I would have imagined, just because of Monday shooting. Yeah, um, you know, and and it just took a different. I, I felt like I needed to take a different tone because there's so many people hurting. Yeah. you know, here. So, um, so yeah, the, the the guy who wrote in didn't like that I mentioned. Uh, I said something about guns. Us not having as a country the wherewithal yeah. to do something about it, you know. Oh man, but people hate facts. Too. So be it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's let's get Brian Geisinger in here. Brian Geisinger, uh, Pack Bride, Devil's Den, every covers the ACC for everybody. Uh, all right. So, are we ready to talk some hoops? I don't mean to diminish you, but you didn't take a new gig uh, that I know about. Did you take a new gig that I know about that I don't know about, Brian? Uh, no, but I did make my uh, freelance debut over at uh, Fansided this week, a uh, scouting report on Jaden Epps, who transferred uh, from Illinois to Georgetown. Uh, when I thought he might go to NC State, that's that was the inspiration okay. for that. He ended up not going to NC State. He's at Georgetown. So uh, Ed Cooley's newest combo guard, Jaden Epps, scouting report up at uh, Fansided there. All right, there you go. Uh, Brian Geisinger is officially everywhere all right let's let's talk about uh the blue devils roster i'll start with you brian you uh you're part of devil's den uh kyle filipowski is back tyrese proctor is back mark mitchell is back uh, i assume that jeremy roach will be back and they've got a bunch of players there are others as well uh not to mention four five-star recruits one uh, who decided to uh what mckenzie um Baco decided to go back into uh, the system and not uh, honor his commitment to Duke, which is fine. Uh, Kyle Filipowski's return obviously got in the way of that. Uh, your thoughts on where they are as a roster? Yeah, he also could be headed uh, CL's way, Louisville. Uh, that would be awesome. Possibly a spot to to land uh, him. Um, no, I mean, I think this offseason for the most part has been a, a pretty big hit for the Blue Devils. I think it's played out though, the way we thought it was going to. I mean, I think everyone thought Lively and, and Whitehead, two for sure first-round picks. Uh, Whitehead, perhaps a lottery guy still. Uh, with the injury concerns, those guys would go pro. I think we thought Proctor and Mitchell would be back. 
and Filipowski and Roach were kind of the two, you know, wild cards for, for different reasons. You know, Filipowski has a potential first round pick. Roach as a guy who is just in, is not like a real NBA prospect. He's a great college guard, but as a guy that has with Proctor coming back and two five-star guards and Caleb Foster and Jared McCain coming to town, plus Jalen Blake's like, you know, potentially is he just getting, uh, you know, is, is the program sort of like moving forward or whatever, but you know, the TBD on that, um, getting Filipowski back is huge because Duke now all of a sudden has a guy that they can run offense through next season. Filipowski is a guy that draws double teams. He can score in isolation. Duke occasionally uses him to run pick and roll as the yeah. ball handler. Um, my, my imagination is we'll see more of that. Uh, next season, but really what he does best is he pounds the offensive glass. He's a great low post threat in the high low game that John Shire likes to run a lot of. And he's incredibly dangerous as a screener because he has the ability to pop. He can dive and he can make plays as a pass passer and a finisher on the short roll. So I just think he and Proctor sort of return as two of the best players in the, in the league. Mitchell is a really solid you know, team defender, backline right. rim protector, and cutter, nice role player, and then certainly with a with an injection of talent. And we'll see. Like they've got, um, it seems like they're going to be go- looking for a you know a screen dive guy and rim protector at the five spot, which is, is some, sort of like the one thing it looks like they they do need on the roster in, in the transfer portal. So we'll see how that plays out. But yeah, it's uh, this has been. I think Filipowski definitely locking him into coming back was uh, was massive for for uh, Shire. C.L. Brown, who's now at the Louisville Courier Journal, you have to go like uh, 1,800 miles away for me to ask you about Duke. Uh, what do you think of their roster? And uh, also, do you think there's a chance that the Cardinals could uh, get the player that decided not to come to Duke? Yeah, that's that's certainly been the feeling here, and part of that is because of Nolan Smith and you know his involvement uh, while he was still at Duke. You know, uh, uh, still kind of laying that sure that baseline foundation in, in recruiting and um, they need it <laughs> because <laughs> of a four and 28 year, they need something to feel positive about. Now they, they already do, you know, they got Tritton flowers uh, coming in. Who's, who's uh, I think like top 25, top 30 kid. Um, they got sky Clark uh, out of the transfer portal from, from Illinois. So they, they're putting together a pretty good class here and, uh, after after having the season they had, you know, they're they're just looking to be, you know, get, gather some momentum going into next year because uh, for Kenny Payne to be a former player at Louisville, it was like the honeymoon was short. Once yeah. those losses start racking up, it was people questioning if he should even get a year or two. So, um, you know, I don't think people really factored in the fact that he was with the Knicks so he wasn't still in college basketball right. for you know for two years and and that's when a lot of recruiting is done it's not just you know he could just pop back up and all of a sudden guys would come here so um so yeah they're, they're in a better position and if they land him that would be huge for their program you were in Louisville uh back when Patino was was the coach and maybe the beginning you know when Patino really got that program back and and going well uh how how steep is the hill for Kenny Payne uh, I actually don't think it's that steep okay. uh just based on what we've seen from from say like Jerome Tang last year or last season with Kansas State you know taking a team that nobody thought was going to be much and you know they're, they're you know a minute and a half from making a final four 
you know. So um, I think the turnaround could be quick. He they they're getting enough talent to. I'm not saying Louisville's going to get in the final four. Let me <laughs> let me pump the brakes on that. But you know, they're they're getting talent in to where it it should be a a big turnaround next year. You know, I mean they they should be um, competing at a at a high level and back to doing what people expect from this program, which which is good for the ACC because the ACC as a league needs the teams, the programs that are perennially good programs to act like it. So I'm looking at you, Louisville. I'm looking at you, North Carolina. And I'm looking at you, Syracuse. The, yes, Syracuse. No, no matter what league, no matter what the sport is, like the ACC has, there are football schools in the ACC. And for a long time, the ACC's football schools, Florida State, Miami, Virginia Tech, were kind of letting Clemson do it all on their own. And th- that's when people look at your league and go, well, it's not that good a league. Yeah. But if those schools, if, like if Florida State come, becomes Florida State again, Miami can, Miami's never going to be that Miami again, but if they can be good, if Virginia Tech can kind of figure something out, uh, to be an eight nine win team, you know, kind of operate in the even the bottom part of the top twenty five on a regular basis. Now the rest of the league looks better because its flagship schools are better. The same goes for basketball. So if Syracuse is not going to make the tournament, Louisville's going to go four and whatever. Georgia Tech's got to be better. Uh, Brian, what's the, what's the what's the future for some of those schools? Well, well, first off, to, to just bounce off what CL was talking about, like Louisville, I think, is going and Kenny Payne will benefit um, very quickly just from having a, a sort of a more balanced roster. The, the pieces really just never fit for Louisville this season. Um, they struck out on some guys in the transfer portal. They really only had one guard that could kind of like make plays with the ball in his hands. Nell Ellis, maybe Mike James, some on the wing. But they started lineups, a lot of lineups last season with Brandon Hundley Hatfield, Jalen Weathers, JJ Trainer, and or Sid, you know, and or or Sidney Curry for one of those guys, basically playing three centers at the same time. Um, I know Jalen Withers is now uh, he and CL are trading places because Jalen's coming to <laughs> leaving Louisville and coming to Chapel Hill, yeah. but. Withers is one of those guys you may remember from his redshirt freshman year a couple of years ago. He was best as like an undersized five, getting to play with Carly Jones and David Johnson, and all of a sudden he's having to play on the wing. So I think by just having more more shooting, the pieces that fit better, more playmakers, assuming you know Sky Clark is a nice start in that direction, uh, will we'll benefit those. Will benefit them a, a lot. Um, I'm interested to see where Syracuse goes from here. I think getting JJ Starling in the transfer portal that was sort of like one of the big first yeah. pieces to fall. Starling's really, really good. I think he had, you know, maybe a maybe a slightly disappointing freshman season at, at Notre Dame, but if you were watching them late in the year, he was still doing the yeah. film was still good. Um and that's a nice guy that you could have to to run offense through uh next season. I think FSU will will bounce back, hopefully uh, getting Baba Miller committed to coming back for his sophomore season after the uh NCAA unjustly cut his freshman year in half is is a big deal. So um I don't know. I think hopefully the, the teams will start playing better and there will, won't be a need for like, you know Jim Phillips to have to call some Zoom conference or whatever where you know you huddle up the coaches to talk about the league's perception or whatever. Like I think I think this league has been undervalued in general and if again if some of these sort of other teams in the top half can just jump up half a step or Louisville's not going they're going to win more than 4 games. Look, 
I like. Wow. I don't know if they're going to go to Final Four next season, <laughs> but I do predict that they will win more than four games. That, that is, is I'm gonna, I want to go on the record with that. that. That's big time. <laughs> Brian Geisinger and C.L. Brown are joining us here on the roundtable here on the Adam Gold Show. All right, let me. Let, I want to move away from uh, from the college game here, and I'll start with you, CL. Who do you have more confidence in, the Lakers or the Warriors? Oh wow! Um, I would probably say the Warriors, just because the Lakers have been. They're so inconsistent to me. Um, we're just uh, Anthony Davis tweak of a knee or ankle or something away from him being in street clothes. I feel like that's always a possibility. <laughs> and yeah, I, I just think the, the, the warriors are, are better suited, have been through it together as a core um, longer for sure. And, uh, but I, I, I don't want to discount LeBron, even at, you know, even at his advanced age in basketball. I mean, he's still, you know, one of the best to ever do it and still will show you that every now now and again when he needs to. But I, I would take the Warriors. Brian? Yeah, uh, I'll, uh, I'll go Golden State as well. They have Steph Curry. Um, he's incredible. Clay Thompson, uh, you know, over 10 three-point 3, 10 3 attempts per game this season, close to 41% shooting from deep. Draymond Green has probably regressed a little bit, but is still one of the five to seven best defenders in the NBA. Andrew Wiggins just came back. Right. Kevon Looney's had a nice season for them. Um, so no, I'm going to, I would, I have a little bit more equity built up with Golden State. And uh, I do, I do think they'll win the, the I-80 uh, rivalry matchup here in the first round against a, you know, an explosive Sacramento Kings team. Um, but, but the Lakers have a, have a real nice shot against Memphis in this first round series. I know Memphis is, I think they were the best home court team in the NBA this year, but without with likely without Stephen Adams, with Brandon Clark hurt, I mean, um, and, and not and not you know out for the year, they're down two of their best front court guys, right. the guys that you would use um, on Anthony Davis, guys that would you would use to switch onto LeBron James in various pick and roll scenarios. So um, yeah, I, I do kind of you know I'm not saying I'm picking LA to beat Memphis in the first round, but this Lakers team, the way it is constituted now, is differently obviously than it will look like in you know January, December, etc. And so even with LeBron James not getting downhill like he used to, it's still a dangerous team. But no, the answer to this I think is pretty obvious: Golden State. Yeah, I actually picked the Warriors to come out of the West. I have them beating the Lakers in the second oh, right. round and come. I mean. Who else in the West CL is there to trust? I mean, I'm not, I'm not like uh, trying to fight anything here. I don't know if anybody out there is 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 trustworthy. Well, it's kind of funny. I wonder if the league would rather have that happen, like like you know the the star power of of the Lakers and Warriors, or would they rather have it to where the teams that have been the best all year, you know, the Nuggets, the Grizzlies in the West. Uh, emerge because it's because it's almost like it's like it's not fair <laughs> well we know the you answer know? to that they want the warriors <laughs> or the lakers and they want that they want that series all right fi- final thing and this is because we're uh, we are running short on time but i want to ask both of you this and i probably shouldn't have waited this long uh zion williamson about what three days or so ago was asked uh about coming back and he said i'm healthy but i'm not coming back until i'm zion 
Adam Golden Studio with my man, Coach Pete Taruta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. Financial advice industry can be overwhelming for a lot of people. Is there a way to be sure you're getting the best service when you don't know? Yeah, Adam, it's not just if you gave the money to a planning team and they did good the first year. I mean, anyone can do good for one year, but it's a track record and it's a long-term accounts that are very important. We call that a financial fill-up strategy, Adam, and that gives you lifetime income you can never outlive. We'll put together for you, the listener, your very own total retirement plan if you call right now. Call and claim your comprehensive review with Coach Pete and the team, 888-843-0013, or text ADAM to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. All right. I'll start with you, Brian. Thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I, I think if you, you can read between the lines a little bit and say that medically this guy comes back and, uh, you know, the doctors whomever are saying, yeah, things are, are fully healed. But I, I do think we can, we can acknowledge that there's some difference between a player and their body being diagnosed as 100% and them feeling 100%. Um, I mean, you could even see the video of Zion going through the motions during a warm-up the other night, and like he's dunking the ball, uh-huh. but he didn't look explosive. He doesn't look like like Zion, you know, normally does. Um, and this is a guy who, like, you know, is uh, played what just 140 games through his first four NBA seasons, and there's a lot of promise and a lot of intrigue uh, and excitement, and, and sort of. Uh, the, the guy has the ability to go down as sort of like one of the all-time greats. And so I would understand why he would be protective of that. But, um, but it is tough. Like if you're, a, if you're some, a staffer for the Pelicans or if you're CJ McCollum or whatever, I could see why you want the big fella out there because they were first place in the Western conference with him in the rotation this season. And he doesn't play for, you know, he didn't play since January 2nd, yeah. but no, I think you got to listen to the athlete in these in these situations and just hope that another offseason and some better conditioning and some rest will, will benefit Zion going forward. CL? Zion's got to play, man. I mean, there are plenty, plenty of situations where, you know, guys are not 100% and you still go and play. And, I mean, this team could have been – they should at least be in the playoffs. Like, right. he should have played that game – uh, against OKC and, and you know, just tried to gut it out because I, I do get, you know, definitely what Brian is saying. And, and, you know, there is a big difference between being medically cleared and, and feeling like you are yourself. But um, when you're that gifted and you make that big of a difference, and I think just psychologically it would be a, a big lift for him to be back in the lineup for his teammates because, the flip side of that is, um, you know, I think people in the locker room might start looking at him sideways, especially seeing him, even though it might not have looked as explosive, don't don't be out here dunking and, and acting like you're going through warm-ups. Like, just if you're not going to play, then sit out. You know what I mean? Right. Like, like, just shut it totally down and, you know, do all that when you're doing rehab or something. But um, yeah, and I I love Zion, but I think I think he should have gotten out there and tried to play. And I'm a Zion apologist to a, to a fault. I love everything <laughs> about that kid. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But same. if if you're Zion and they and and you say I'm healthy, but I'm not coming back until I'm Zion, you should not have said anything. So you created a bad look by yeah. a the layup line where he's dunking. That's part one. But part two is I'm healthy, but I'm not mentally there yet. Because the mentally ready to return should come first. You should be ready to return mentally and then push your body to get there. 
and just need to be, you know, 85 or 90% physically to get back on the court. But if the physical has to come first and then the mental, nah. I mean, Kawhi Leonard has sort of been in this position for a while now, but at least he's got skins on the wall first, right? He's got titles. He's got that performance thing. I want to get back to that. I'm not going to come back until I get back to that. But, man, I just think it was a tough look for Zion. And, I mean, the the league wants him to play too. So, uh, But I think you're right, CL. Not that you're wrong, Brian. Uh, but I appreciate you taking the players' uh, <laughs> players part in this, and I appreciate your time, Brian Geisinger at bgeis underscore bird. He's everywhere, uh, pr- uh, college, pro, everywhere. It's CL Brown, uh, Louisville won the trade. Jalen Withers might be great, <laughs> but Louisville won the trade. They get you. Uh, I'll, I, we got your number though, so uh, we're, we're going to be calling. No doubt. Thanks, man. Thanks C- for having me. CL Brown at CL Brown Hoops. I assume the uh, the Twitter handle. Has not changed. So the reason I chose William Peace was because of their stellar game design program. It's very rare to find a game design program in the United States at all, let alone North Carolina. And this place seemed like the right place for me for where I wanted to go and the connections I could make uh, within the program. Turn your hobby into a career in one of the highest paid professions in the country with William Peace University's Simulation and Game Design Program. Master design, 3D modeling, and programming in a state-of-the-art space with the latest and most remarkable technologies available. Find out more at peace.edu.